0: My friends, I invite you now to turn in your Bibles to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 24. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 24. The Bible tells us that Jesus is going to return to this earth. We refer to it as Jesus' second coming. What are what are signs of Jesus' second coming? I've been sharing with you in this series, and this is part five, I've been share you, sharing with you in this series from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 24 what some of those signs are. And we read in Matthew 24, beginning at verse one, would you kindly stand, please? Let us stand if you're able to. As Jesus was leaving the temple grounds, his disciples pointed out to him the various temple buildings. But he responded, do you see all these buildings? I tell you the truth, they will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. Later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives. His disciples came to him privately and said, tell us, when will all this happen? What sign will signal your return and the end of the world? And Jesus told them, don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world, but all this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. And many, many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I pray once again that you would open up our minds and hearts to your word, to your truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please feel free to be seated. Signs of Jesus' second coming. In previous messages, my friends, we focused on and we discovered this first truth. One of the the signs is that many false messiahs or Christ will arise and will deceive people, all right? And then a second sign was there will be wars and threats of wars, right? We talked about that as well. Then thirdly, thirdly, There will be major famines. There will be major famines. I spoke on that uh, in a previous message. And then fourth, fourth, there will be pestilences and plagues. Um, If you didn't hear those messages, I want to encourage you to go to our website sometime this week, the Rosewood Church of the Nazarene website, and, uh, and hear the truths that we discovered in regards to those points. So here is the fifth sign of Jesus' second coming according to Matthew 24. The the fifth sign is this. There will be earthquakes in many parts of the world. Matthew 24, the second part of verse 7 and verse 8 says, There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world But all this is only the first of the birth pains, with more to come. All right. In the first century, there was a man named Tacitus, T-A-C-I-T-U-S. Tacitus was one of the greatest Roman historians and politicians of their day. Uh, Just for your interest, he was born in 56 A.D., Tacitus records how an earthquake occurred in Rome during the reign of Emperor Claudius, who ruled the Roman Empire between 41 to 54 AD. Tacitus also records how during the reign of Emperor Nero, who ruled between 54 to 68 AD, the cities of Laodicea and Hierapolis and Colossae were hit by earthquakes and Pompeii, Pompeii was almost destroyed by an earthquake as well. Uh, Some of you probably know that Pompeii was eventually destroyed by the eruption of Mount Vesuvius uh, in August 24th, on August 24th, 79 AD. About nine feet of ash from the erupting volcano buried Pompeii which is located near modern-day Naples in Italy. How many of you, when you were on a cruise or visiting Italy, how many of you have seen Pompeii? Just slip slip your hand up. Okay, a few of you have. All right. Um, If ever you're in Italy or on a cruise that takes you to the area of Naples, I strongly encourage you to make it a point to visit Pompeii. Uh, They have excavated. They've been excavating for decades They've been removing that nine-foot of volcanic ash, and it's incredible. You are literally walking down streets that people walked on 2,000 years ago. It's a very strange feeling uh, when you're there. Uh, It it also is a reminder, when you see what you see, it's a reminder that those people were pretty clever as to how they built the streets. Uh, They had drainage just as we have drainage, just a little bit different. Okay, in addition addition to earthquakes affecting Rome, Laodicea, Hierapolis, Colossae, and Pompeii, other other earthquakes also happened in the first century at places like like Smyrna, Miletus, uh, Chios, and Samos. You read about some of these places in the Bible. Okay, so there have been earthquakes across the centuries all over the world. I'm sure you know that. There have been earthquakes all over the world But here is some information that is very interesting and suggests, it suggests that we are getting closer and closer to the second coming of our Lord Jesus. Okay, so listen to this now. An organization did a study which looked at, they looked at 38 year intervals. They looked at the number of earthquakes Every 38 years, since 1863, 1863, they looked at the earthquakes since 1863 that were a magnitude of 7.0 or higher, okay? That's what the study did. Now, earthquakes of 7.0 or higher are considered to be major earthquakes, major earthquakes, All right, you're going to see this on your screen. From 1863 to 1900, there were 12 earthquakes which registered 7.0 or higher, okay? Then, from 1901 to 1938, there were 5three earthquakes, 7.0 or higher. Watch this. From 1939 to 1976, the number of earthquakes, 7.0 or higher, jumped to 71. Then from 1977 to 2014 there were 164 earthquakes 7.0 or higher 190 earthquakes are estimated for the next 38 year period of time from 2015 to 2062. Do you see, of course, the growing number of serious earthquakes? You see that on the chart? Yes? Yes? Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 7, latter part, There will be earthquakes in many parts of the world. The increase, the increase in the frequency of major earthquakes in the past 150 years is a sign that we are getting closer to the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. By the way, for your interest the size of an earthquake increases by a factor of 10 as magnitude increases by one whole number. For, for example, for example, when scientists are asked, what is the difference between an earthquake that measures 7 on the Richter scale compared to 6? What's the difference? The answer is the 7.0 earthquake is... 10 times worse than the 6.0 earthquake. Similarly, an earthquake which measures 8.0 on the Richter scale is how much worse? It is 10 times worse than an earthquake that measures 7.0. That's for your interest. All right, here is the sixth sign of Jesus' second coming, which Matthew 24, verse 9, speaks of. Number six, there will be persecution of Christians. Matthew 24, verse 9 says, Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. Sadly, the persecution of Christians has happened from the first century to the present. And it's happening even now. In the first century, soon after Jesus was crucified, resurrected, and went up to heaven, in the first century, many of the disciples, his followers, were persecuted. In the first century, Peter and John were imprisoned, Acts 4, verse 3 tells us. Paul and Silas were beaten and imprisoned, Acts 16, verse 24. Paul was brought in front of, the, uh, in front of Governor Galileo, Acts 18, 12. In front of Felix, Acts 24, verse 24. In the front of Agrippa, Acts 25, verse 23, to face accusations and charges Stephen was stoned to death, Acts chapter 7, verse 59. James was killed by Herod, Acts 12, verse 12. The persecution under Emperor Nero took place in which, were put to get to, in which people were put to death with, with many others, like, like Peter and, and Paul. And most of the apostles, it is believed, died from persecution. Some of you might know that in the year 64 AD, there was a major fire in Rome which destroyed most of the city and economically devastated the Roman population. People in the know knew knew that Emperor Nero actually was the one who gave orders to start the big fire in Rome because Nero wanted an excuse to rebuild Rome into one of the most beautiful and newest and most modern cities of their day. And when Nero saw how angry and bitter and violent the people of Rome had become because of the fire, Nero looked for a scapegoat and he blamed the Christians. He blamed the Christians for no reason at all. Nero went even so far as to use Christians. This is sickening. Nero even went so far as to use Christians as torches to light up the gardens in his palace at nighttime. That's how bad it was. Dr. Barnes, I was reading in his commentary, Dr. Barnes says, It was judged to be a crime to be a Christian. Multitudes for this and for nothing else were put Death. From the first century into the fourth century, that is the early 300s, Roman emperors expected people to worship them as a god. They expected people to literally worship them. Christians refused. They refused to worship the emperors. They were law abiding, but they refused to worship the emperors, and for that reason, they were severely persecuted. Christians declared, we have only one God, one Jesus Christ, and our worship is for him and him alone. That's what the Christians said. It wasn't wasn't until the year 313 AD when Emperor Constantine the Great permitted Christianity to be tolerated and, in fact, legalized Christianity. Cindy, do you remember that in your historical studies? So, where? where are Christians most persecuted today? According to World Watch, the most persecutions are in North Korea. That's, that is the worst place for Christians being persecuted. North Korea. Secondly, Afghanistan. Followed by Somalia, Libya, Pakistan, Eritrea, Yemen, Iran, Nigeria, and sadly major sections of India. I've shared with you before how for the last five years we have actually been in the process of trying to sponsor uh, as a church, trying to sponsor uh, a family that has been persecuted because of their faith, and uh, we're we're still we're still ch- trying to work out immigration matters with them. According to World Watch, listen to this. According to World Watch, every day, 13 Christians worldwide are killed just because of their faith. Every day, 12 churches or Christian buildings are attacked. Are attacked. Every day. 12 Christians are unjustly arrested or imprisoned, and another five are abducted. World Watch, by the way, is an organization which monitors worldwide how Christians are being treated. In some countries, the persecution of Christians is a very serious matter. People's lives are threatened regularly if they were Christians now here in Canada and the United States we need to be careful we need to be careful my friends not to call something persecution when it when it really isn't and here's what i mean over the past 2 years of covid more than 2 years now both here in Canada and in the United States, there were times when government departments and health departments told all places, they told all places of worship, including Christian churches, to stop gathering together for for in-person church services in order to help stop the spread of COVID-19. That request or order was given. Now this... This was a, a reasonable request for the health and welfare of everyone. And as most of you know, we, we closed our doors for in-person services for many months here. And uh, we produced the services uh, by, by video and, and shared, them, shared them with you over the Internet. All right? Um, so... The request came for churches and other places of worship to please not meet together so as to help prevent the spread of COVID. Now, I personally, I was shocked to see some Christians and some church leaders in Canada and the United States protesting and saying that the government government was persecuting Christians. It had nothing to do, it had nothing to do with persecution. It had everything to do with trying to prevent the spread of a potentially deadly disease that we've known as COVID-19. That's what was happening. So I urge everyone to use common sense, to use common sense, and not to incorrectly call something persecution when it is not. Amen? Okay. I don't like saying this, but I believe that the closer we get, I don't like saying this, but I believe that the closer we get to the second coming of Christ, the more real persecution we will experience in various ways. So be on your guard for it. Be on your guard. But be careful not to cause, not to call something persecution when it is not. All right. Let's move on to the seventh sign that Jesus speaks of in Matthew 24. The seventh sign of his his second coming is this. Many people, many people will fall away from their faith in Jesus and will betray and hate each other. Jesus said this in Matthew 24, verse 10. The New Living Translation, the New Living Translation of the Bible says, why don't you read it with me? And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. Now li- listen to how various Bible translations put it. I-, I read a whole bunch of Bible translations to just get a fuller picture of, of how the Greek can be translated. So if you wish, why don't you read? Read these Bible versions with me out loud, if you wish. Those of you watching online, read them out loud, okay? They're going to show up on your screen. Good News Translation. Many will give up their faith at that time. They will betray one another and hate one another. God's Word Translation. Then many will lose faith. They will betray and hate each other. The King James Version, translation from 1611. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. The message says, and then, going from bad to worse, it will be dog-eat-dog, everyone at each other's throat, everyone hating each other. The New American Standard Bible says, at that time, many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. New International Version, at that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. Revised Standard Version. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. So, there are slightly different ways of translating that Bible verse from the original Greek. But basically, in verse 10, Jesus tells us that one of the signs leading up to Jesus' second coming to earth will be people falling away from their faith. Dropping off. Falling away. Well, has that been happening? Is it happening? Over the past two years, well, it's more than two years, over the past two years of COVID, have some people fallen away from their faith? You can probably answer that question as well as I can. I wonder, I wonder if some once upon a time Christians have said things like, God, if you really loved us, why would you let this COVID-19 pandemic go on for six months, 12 months, 18 months, over two years? Then I wonder if some Christians during COVID, I wonder if some Christians during COVID got out of the habit of going to any place of worship and never bothered, never bothered to tune in to their Christs, to their churches, live stream service or any service online and gradually stopped making time for God and they have fallen away. Last, last week I was, in a, I was in a Zoom meeting with Nazarene pastors and church leaders from all across Canada. We had a lesson from the Nazarene Theological Seminary president down in Kansas City, Missouri, we had a lesson from this president who was very knowledgeable, a very gifted man. During the question and answer time, I asked him, I asked him if, if he knew about how many, about how many people have started to attend in person regularly in their local churches in the Kansas City area and across the United States. He has communication with pastors and church leaders all over the country, all over the world, in fact. So I asked him, you know, about how many people have started to get back into their places of worship. And he he told us during this Zoom meeting, he told us that he estimates that about one-third to one-half of the worshippers have returned to their churches as the COVID threat has decreased. He said, he said, a lot of Christians have had no fear, he said. He said, a lot of Christians have had no fear of COVID, going shopping in malls. He said, a lot of Christians have had no problem going to sporting events with thousands of people in the stands, side by side. But he said a lot of once-upon-a-time Christians have forgotten their place of worship. Indirectly, this president of the seminary was saying that a lot of Christians have fallen away. That was the bottom line. A lot of Christians have fallen away. Are you perhaps one of them? Are you perhaps one of them? Verse 10 says, And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. I want to be honest with you and say, I'm still trying to figure out why Jesus said, People who fall away will betray and hate one another. I wonder, I wonder if what that means is if a person falls away from loving Jesus, he or she has less ability to love other people. Is it possible that that's what that means? Brother Ray, you always give keen insight in our Wednesday Bible studies, Ray, Ray, is it possible that that's what it means? Maybe. You know, I, I, had, I had hoped, I had hoped that COVID, COVID-19 would, would encourage more people, more people to run to Jesus in faith. But in all honesty, folks, from my observations, the observations of many, many other ministers, if anything, people... Have fallen away from Jesus. Does this mean, does this mean we are getting closer to the second coming of Jesus? Just a thought. Let me take you to the eighth sign. Eight sign that Jesus brings forth is that false prophets. Read it with me. False prophets will appear, and they will deceive many people. Matthew twenty four eleven says, and many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Also, verse twenty four of the same chapter says, for false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform great signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. My friends, be especially especially on guard against some individuals who will say things like, Jesus will return in such and such a month and on such and such a day. You know, some people have made predictions like that in the past and were totally wrong. But there were thousands, sometimes there were millions of people who got caught up and said, oh yes, this is when the return of Jesus is going to happen. And they, they sold everything, just got ready, ready for Jesus. Matthew 24, verse 36 tells us that no one knows the day or hour when Jesus Will return. Here's the ninth sign Jesus speaks of. The ninth sign. Read it with me. Can you put it up, please? Sin and lawlessness will spread, and people's love will grow cold. Matthew 24, verse 12. In the New Living Translation says, Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold. Read with me the other translations. English Standard Version. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. Good News Translation. Such will be the spread of evil, that many people's love will grow cold. King James Version And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. The Message Bible says, For many others, the overwhelming spread of evil will do them in, nothing left of their love but a mound of ashes. New American Standard Bible, Because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. New International Version, Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. Recently, when we saw the truckers protest in Ottawa against COVID-19 restrictions, designed designed to help prevent the spread of COVID, the COVID-19 restrictions that we've had, and the reason we, we continue to ask everyone to wear masks in church, is because it's not over. It's not over till it's over in terms of COVID. Right? And I thank you for your cooperation in wearing the masks and wearing them over your nose and covering your mouth and underneath the chin. All right? But uh, most of you know about the truckers' protest in Ottawa that became a violent situation and a, an unruly situation. Uh, we, saw, we saw lawlessness in Ottawa, we saw lawlessness at the USA and Canada border. Crossings, in, in front of hospitals, in front of hospitals, we saw anti vaxxers protest. What, what, I, I said to myself, what in the world, what is protesting and scaring hospital doctors and nurses who are trained to save lives, what is that going to accomplish? What kind of stupidity is that? What is it going to accomplish? Answer, nothing. That too was an example of lawlessness and people not thinking. Lawlessness. Verse 12 also says, the love of many will grow cold. The love of many will grow cold. Over the past couple of years, we have seen, we have seen cases of police officers unnecessarily take the life of another human being. Yes, it, it probably was prejudice. But ultimately, ultimately, I, I wonder if it was because the love of many has grown cold. Verse 12 says, the love of many will grow cold. I was thinking, how could, how in the world how in the world could Russian soldiers bomb bomb houses, apartment buildings, hospitals, schools, people on a road trying to escape the destruction? How in the world can they bomb and gun down innocent people? And the answer might be their love for people has what? Has grown cold. In recent weeks, when I have reflected upon the sin and lawlessness and people's love growing cold, I have wondered, I have wondered if we are closer and closer to the return of Christ than we have ever realized, than we have ever realized. Here's the 10th sign that Jesus gives us. It is this. Read it with me out loud. The good news about Jesus will be preached throughout the whole world. Matthew 24, verse 14 says, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. The good news is, despite all the negative stuff, despite all the bad stuff that we've been reading about, despite all the bad signs, Jesus says the good news is still going to be preached. It's still going to move forward. The good news about Jesus is being preached throughout the whole world in churches like ours, by Livestream and Zoom and other technology, by radio and television, by missionaries, through podcasts, and computers, and smartphones, and whatever other gadgets you have. The good news of Jesus Christ, the good news that Jesus saves, is being preached. Amen? And will continue to be preached. The commentator in the Enduring Word Bible Commentary says this, he says, just as is true with labor pains, we should expect that the things mentioned, things like Wars and famines, earthquakes and so on would become more frequent and more intense before the return of Jesus without any one of them being the specific sign of the end. My friends, Jesus said, these are some of the signs of his second coming. We don't know exactly when Jesus will return. And you and I should not get so preoccupied with the date, the month, the year of his coming again. What you and I need to get preoccupied with is giving our hearts and lives to Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. We need to be preoccupied with loving Jesus with all our mind, heart, soul, spirit, with all that we are. That's what we need to do. You and I have the privilege, the opportunity, of saying, Lord, whatever happens, whatever comes about, many false messiahs, wars and threats of wars, famines, pestilences, plagues, earthquakes, uh, other people abandoning the faith and more, Whatever happens, Lord, I am thine. I am yours. I'm yours. Lord, I will continue to put my, my trust in you. Despite the sin and the lawlessness, I will, I will abide by your word. I will not, I will not be lawless. I will not be a sinful person, but rather I will be a, a holy person. Amen. Amen. Lord, I am and I will serve you with my whole heart. Are you serving Jesus with your whole heart? If you are someone, whether you're in the sanctuary or you're watching online, if you're someone over these last two years of COVID, if you've been drifting away, if you've been drifting away, I want to encourage you to run back to Jesus. Run back to your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. And you be ready to meet the Lord, whether he comes today, tomorrow, or next week, or whether he comes comes years from now. You are ready to meet the Lord whatever, whenever your time on earth will come to an end. In recent months, Pastor Lisa and I have done a variety of funerals Some of very young people and some funerals of very old people. The reality is we don't know when our time on earth will come to an end. But we can be ready to meet the Lord. Would you bow your head with me, please? Would you bow your head? And if you're not ready to meet the Lord, I want to encourage you to pray this prayer right where you are. Viewers online, bow your head where you are. That's right, don't don't, don't run into the kitchen, but rather bow your head where you are. And if this prayer expresses your heart's desire, I want to invite you to pray it and say, Dear Lord, we've been studying signs of your second coming. We may not know exactly when you're coming again, but Lord, I want to be ready to meet you at any time. Lord, I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me for my sins. I ask you, Lord, to come into my heart and my life and make me and mold me, transform me into the person you want me to be. Lord, I want to live my life devoted to you. I want to be a a wholehearted Christian, a follower of Jesus. Yes, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my life. And whether I'm in in the sanctuary of Rosewood Church or whether I'm watching online, I make a decision to follow Jesus all the way, now and forevermore. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen.